Hello and welcome back to Flop Stars. If you're new here or need a quick refresher, this is the podcast where we take an album that was criminally underrated on the charts, but adored by pop fans and pick it apart. This week, it's time to look at Norway's Sigrid. She burst onto the scene with a punchy and honest pop album, Sucker Punch, and has just returned with a brand new single, Mirror. She looks poised to soar even higher, but today we go back to the debut. I'm Sam Murphy, and here, right with me, is Nick Kelly. How are you? Welcome back. Sam, it's good to be back. Um, one of our little mid-season hiatuses, but fantastic to be back here. <laughs> we love of them. We've had a number. We've had it for you. It's become famous in Flopstar's tradition, but, you know, the nature of podcasting is that you can come to this at any time, so you may not have even noticed that we had a break if you're just binging episodes of, of, of Flopstar's. Exactly. Yeah, if, you're, if you've come in new to this, you've had plenty to go back on. So we've given you the time to go back and reflect, and now we're going to be properly back, I think. Yeah, there's plenty there. Stop whinging. We've got plenty of content for your ears. We can have exactly. A, we you can have a three-week break week. as a treat. We... <laughs> and what a treat it was! I got to do my tax, move home, <laughs> what a time! All the fun things. I just but... booked my tax appointment, which I'm really excited about for tax time here in Australia. Um, got a nice oh, early date. Wow. I'm this is a look- really exciting chat. This is a adulthood. sponsored ad. We took three weeks off so we could secure a new sponsored contract with H&R Block. H&R Block! <laughs> $59 tax returns if you mention the code hashtag flop. <laughs> and, and today we're looking at a pop star who definitely keeps her taxes in order because she's always very well put together and <laughs> very clean. What a ridiculous Sigrid photo su- draw. <laughs> Sigrid Sucker Punch today is our album back. I um I'm excited to do this one because it's to be honest, she dropped off my radar. She and off everyone's then radar. she did, yeah. I guess pandemic she just hid away in Norway, making some bangers. Um she seems to be working with a similar team that she worked with on this album. And she's come back with a new song, Mirror, which made me go back to the album. I listened to Annie Mac debuting um, Mirror as hottest record in the world. And she played before it, Strangers and Don't Kill My Vibe. Oh. And I was just like, she for one album, she had some huge songs. Massive songs. I found Sigrid so fascinating at the start. I think as soon as she came out with Don't Kill My Vibe, it was just instant. One of those songs that just instantly connected, instantly made you realise there was a, a massive pop star here. This kind of yeah. came at the time as well that we, um, or at least I and, and when I was running my blog project, you back in the day, um, we were obsessed with that Scandinavian pop sound at the time. Yeah. And there was just so much good stuff coming out of Scandinavia and it wasn't getting tiresome. Everyone seemed to have their, their unique take on it. And then came Sigrid who kind of had this there was not much information about her at the very start. There was just this song. There was just this really unique sounding voice, quite sort of, um, I want to say like mousy kind of voice, like very sort of understated, not a huge diva vocal like you had Azara Larson at the same time. Um, There was some other, you know, amazing pop stars out of, out of, you know, that region at the time that had huge voices really, you know, commanding on top of songs, but Sigrid somehow, had something different vocally that drew you straight in. She felt on your level almost, but was able to kind of deliver these big pop moments 
with a sort of, you know, reserved delivery. And I think that was really unique and fascinating at the time. The, the, the aesthetic was instantly just clean. It was just clean colours, yeah. clean lines, bold fonts, um, simple photography. And I think it all just was really easily accessible at the start and very easy to latch onto and become a fan of. Almost like anti-pop star the way she did it. Yeah. Like, and the kind of figure that we would usually criticise, but it didn't feel like she was doing it to be pretentious or um, overtly, like, against the pop world at all. She just, like... She just, like, knew she had great songs and knew she could do it that way. And when Don't Kill My Vibe came, it wasn't, like, this whole Who Is Sigrid campaign, like, mysterious Scandinavian person. It was like, no, I'm right here. You can Google me, but, like, the songs are going to come first and then I can give you more of me later. And you can't do that very easily. Like, as we say so much on on this podcast, people want a story so badly. And I still don't think I'd really know much about Sigrid at all. All I know is that she was able to churn out like eight or nine huge songs within the space of a year. And I think about Don't Don't Kill My Vibe when it was first released. I feel like it was really high up Spotify New Music Friday for no reason. Yeah. And I was like, who is this person like really high up? And then the song just really spoke for itself. It was so easy to latch onto. I think there was a lot of a, a sort of background campaign. I, I've actually read a really good article about how she got signed and, and how the signing process happened. And it was very natural. It kind of felt like everything else really? in the secret process where they'd heard this great demo. They flew out to see her perform. They hung out with her for a few days. They became family, basically. And they did the deal. When every label was knocking on the door... Wow they just got the deal across the line with this one group at at Universal because it just made sense and because it was natural. And I feel like that has been the process with Sigrid's career so far. She's been a very no-drama pop star. I feel like every one of these pop stars who's come through in the last sort of five years, there's been some kind of drama attached to them. There's been some kind of competitiveness. But Sigrid's consistently just stayed in her own lane and played in her own space and played in this world of just making very good songs and performing them to people who love them. And there's not been this kind of like comparison game that she's been playing. It feels very hard to, you know, despite the fact that the music feels like very contemporary and familiar, it doesn't feel like it's competing with her contemporaries for any space. Yeah. And she works with a very tight bunch of people. Like actually the credits for this album are almost entirely Scandinavian bar a few... Um, songwriters and producers here and there which it's it's great and she hasn't felt the pressure to I mean when you sign a big deal like she did and there's a lot of hype around her she won the BBC sound of 2018 over bloody Billie Eilish so there was some serious hype around you and when that happens there's often a rush to like get her in the studio with anybody that will have her but the album credits are very kind of modest on this record uh, there's some great producers and some great writers like there's emily warren and nooney bow who've done like work with charlie xcx and dewar as well but apart from that there's nothing like overly flashy about it yeah 100 percent. It, it's it's just it goes back to the fact that it's just this simple easy to latch onto pop 
that I think at the time was becoming a little bit dramatic and becoming a little bit overdone. And maybe when it's like, you know, in comparison to something like a, like a, a Billie Eilish, maybe this is what people were actually crying out for. There was too much complexity being built around pop at the time. And it feels like everyone was just crying out for something that was more simple and more easy. What was the first Sigrid song that you heard that you were completely blown away with? It was Don't Kill My Vibe. It was, uh, as I said, it was just so yeah. instant. It, I can't remember how I first heard it. It might have just been... Yeah, I actually don't remember how I first heard it. I know you first heard it on Spotify. I think I just heard it on, on Spotify, yeah. on New Music Friday. I feel like it might have been something as simple as like Twitter banging on about it. I feel like if there's a great new pop song that comes out of Scandinavia or Europe, I always wake up to the gays in London banging on about it <laughs> and being like, oh my God, this is amazing. You have to hear this. this is life changing. And at the time I was very much more, um, you know, aware of new music that was rolling around and very much more obsessed with changes and stuff. Um, and, yeah. and very, you know, I was just a better music finder at the time. Um, and so, as soon as stuff was... <laughs> You're going to say a better person. I was a better person. To... No, actually, I think I was a worse person then. Yeah. Thinking around, what, 2017, 18? Definitely a worse person. Um, yeah. I th- Good on I you. Think just... That's growth. That's growth, exactly. And that's all we can hope for in this strange life of ours. I think that was, again, and I keep banging on about it, but that was why I, I just liked this so much, is it just took the three minutes of listening to the song. And I don't even think I saw yeah. the video. It was just the song on like a static YouTube link, which is the cover art, just blowing my mind. And from there, it it's was... so rare. It's so rare. And it's also just a really good reminder to just do the work and just stop putting out shit and just wait until you've got a really great song and come out of the gates with it. And a lot of yeah. A&Rs and stuff will bang on about how you've got to do like a warm up song. You've got to do like a half good song, an edgier song, but it's just a lie. Just come out with good stuff, get it into the right ears and the rest will happen. Yeah. It's really not rocket science. A a shitty warm up song can put me off. Totally. I know not shitty, but there's nothing worse than like just a lukewarm song to introduce an artist. Yeah. If you're going to come out like set, don't kill my vibe as the benchmark. Yeah. But then, also, she didn't really have a shitty lukewarm song because they just kept coming. No. She had Plot Twist, and then she had Strangers, and then she had, um, what's the, the, Don't Feel Like Crying. Like, it was just, like, one after the other after the other. Raw. Like, just so many. And there were nods to other Nordic contemporaries in there, you yeah. know, you could feel a little bit of Robin, even vocally. I know Robin's much more of a kind of diva. Kind yeah. Of thing, but I, I, I said mousy. Mousy's not the word, but you know that vocal tone that she's got. She's not divery, but I think it's because she's got a tone. Like, she's got this almost, like, lightly gravelly tone. Yeah. Like, she can get quite raspy at points. It's a light gravel. Like some... No, that's divery. <laughs> I'm trying to get the rasp. <laughs> I'm not even going to try again. And I think there was some, I think there was some attraction in her for people because there was a little bit of, they could hear a little bit of something they'd heard before in the songs as well. Yeah, It it wasn't reinventing the wheel. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time to to be a really exciting new pop star. You just have to deliver consistently really good stuff. 
I want to, I want to know, I want to unpack that a little bit further. Unpack the idea of what was different about her, because I'm talking about vocally that was different, but a lot of things were very sort of like easy to latch onto because they were similar to things that we had seen before. But for you, what was the kind of point of difference for Sigrid in your mind? I don't know. I, it's really weird. I like, it's not like I was enthused about her as a personality or anything like that. Yeah. There was nothing really about, I mean, I'm not a minimalist in any respect. If you see behind me, I've just moved into a new place and there's about 10 million boxes that I've accrued in two years <laughs> of living in a different city. So the white shirt and jeans thing doesn't really get me, particularly in pop. I'm like, you have one job, just like th- throw a glittery jacket on or something. Yeah. Um, so I think it literally just was the songs, that every song was strong. And I can't remember a ru- like an introductory run that was so as strong as hers was. Just so many, like song after song. And it actually surprises me that we're talking about this album in this flop stars category because like there really shouldn't have been a flop. The fact that don't kill my vibe wasn't actually a chart hit, particularly in the UK is, is pretty crazy. It is pretty criminal, isn't it? Um, like why? Because yeah, it's, and it's another hard one of like going back to the, the, the introductory single. It's just so hard 2016, 17 at least, it was very hard to get a yeah. first single to take off like wildfire. It still took a yeah. lot of work. There was still a lot of physical sales involved. There was still a lot of the radio story to build. Um, yeah. So you didn't have Olivia Rodrigo driver's license moments. You didn't have these kind of like viral rap moments that go immediately to number one. That kind of yeah, wasn't... Yeah, that's very true. That wasn't a thing at the time. It was, it was even three, four years ago, we were much more traditional with the way we were doing this. Um, yeah, I'm fascinated by this. I, I'm, f- I'm really fascinated. I, I'm, I'm thinking as well, you mentioned the jeans and T-shirt. We, when she first, um, when she first came to Australia, she came for a promo tour yeah. and did a showcase in Bondi. Um, and I remember going up this giant sort of marble staircase to this sort of uh, club room that she was going to perform in. And I didn't realise yeah. that she was walking up the stairs right behind us because she just is so inconspicuous. <laughs> she just blends into the crowd. She was wearing, from memory, white sneakers, but, like, not cool ones, just simple white sneakers, like a pair of Vans. Yeah, very simple. Um, blue sort of skinny jeans, just normal normal skinny jeans, just hip-waisted, look like you could get them from cotton yeah. on. And, um, like, a little sort of, like, almost, like, cardigan-style sort of, like... Um, you know, really simple top. And that was it. Yeah. Her hair was down, um, no makeup. She's just an inconspicuous... I feel like Norway is the only place you'd be able to launch as a pop star and get away with that. Totally. Can you imagine walking into, like, one of the meeting rooms in LA and they're, like, having three hours on what you're going to wear just to, like, your first press junket? Exactly. And and she's like, oh, I'm just going to wear a white top and jeans. They'd be like... Absolutely not. That's not even going to scratch the $3 million budget we've given you for your jacket. Exactly. And I like the fact that, you know, the minimalist approach has worked for her in terms of bringing people who are fans, like you and I, you know, we became instant fans and we became quite adoring fans very early on. And I think it was because she just, there was no questions or no 
um, irks about her. I think about some of her contemporaries and the name Dua Lipa keeps popping into my mind of just someone who has become as remarkable as she is. And this has been part of her magic being so convoluted and confusing at times and intense, a very intense pop star to become a fan of and lots of layers to her and lots of sort of pop star traits about her. And I think that become, you become a different type of fan of someone like Dua Lipa. They become on another level to you Whereas I like the fact that we've got a few pop stars there who feel like they could be your best friends and feel like you yeah. could go for a wine with them. I think in terms of the Scandinavians, Astrid S is another great example of someone who feels a little bit like that, who feels a little bit yeah. on your level. Um, you know, yeah. the, the songs are still remarkable and she's still, you know, still quite a larger than life kind of pop star. But, you know, you, you still feel like, you know, you could go and meet them after the show and they'd be quite cool to hang out with. Anna of the North is another one. Um, yeah. Who just feels on your level. Even like Tuvelo or someone like that, yeah. like she can be a bit zany and outlandish, but she, like everything she does is quite relatable and quite down to earth. Absolutely. Um, yeah. In fact, I'm interested, you as a fan of maximalism and as a maximalist yourself and as a, a piggy capitalist that just wants to spend money on fast fashion all the time. How do you reckon with such a minimalist pop star with her? Shut little, up, you little white commie. sneakers. <laughs> How do I feel about yeah. it? I mean, I get, I, I, it just suits her, you know? Like, I, we haven't talked much about her personality, which is excellent, by the way. She's a, she's a lovely human being and and very charismatic and very open have you ever interviewed her no i haven't interviewed her but i've sat in on like a media chat that they did for her for her new record oh yeah Um, i forgot about that and she was very friendly very nice not to me not to you to 150 (laughs) other people on the zoom did you pipe up and ask a question out of order absolutely not (laughs) sat back video off microphone off at all times (laughs) yeah no microphone on and i just yelled while she was playing her hello secret hi sam from (laughs) australia big fan (laughs) i will say for all this minimalist chat she is wearing a rather large ball gown in the single cover for her new song see i like that juxtaposition yeah, so she may be building towards it, and you know, like if we get out her future nostalgia, I, I won't be upset. Yeah, but I do think that there's a kind of quiet cockiness in doing that aesthetic, knowing that you've got an album full of bangers. Yeah, so good on her for that. Indeed. That said, let's see where she stacks up in the Scandi pop spectrum, because we're going to play song game. And we're going to put her up against her Nordic counterparts. I like the so, fact that the song game is now officially branded song game. We're going to play song game. Song game. Song game. It's on here as song this game. This is great. It's very creative. It's strong. It's sharp. People know what they're getting. We don't need to fly. I like around. this. No, this is perfect. <laughs> so the first one is Don't Kill My Vibe. I'm to play it nice, but oh. Versus Robin's with every heartbeat. This is why. A breakthrough for Robin with every heartbeat. I mean, a second breakthrough after she had the um, show me love. I hate song game. 
have realised, due to this exact problem where you put two very, very, very good songs up against each other. Oh, I thought you were just going to bin it right here in the spot. No. This is a fan well, favourite want, Well, I want to bin it because it's difficult to make the decision here and make the distinction. Well, you said you were growing towards being a better person and doing things that challenge That's you. That's a good point. Is one way to grow. I've been playing soccer. I... Well, <laughs> What else? It sounded like you were about to do. I've been drinking coffee. <laughs> and I've been eating healthy. <laughs> I've stopped drinking coffee, actually. Having a break. I haven't been drinking coffee. I haven't been drinking coffee. Have you been eating healthy? Uh, no. Yesterday I ate some Maggi noodles um, with some lemongrass cut up into it. That was it. Um, so you've literally done the opposite of what Ariana said. That's correct. I've not followed her. Not drinking coffee, not drinking health, eating healthy. That's right. All right. That's all right. Don't kill my vibe is my <laughs> answer. <laughs> as much as I love with every heartbeat and as, as thankful as I am for it being her return, you know, she just out... Yeah. The, the problem is she outdid it so regularly that it's it's difficult to... Yeah. Say it's her best, like it's one of her best, and therefore, considering Don't Kill My Vibe is, was just such an instant moment, and I still consider it to be one of the best songs of the last decade in that sort of pop space. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be one for Sigrid for me. Yeah, there, I chose With Every Heartbeat because it's so difficult to put any other Robin song totally. up against anything because. They kind of stand as giants. Yeah. Like, I thought about Call Your Girlfriend no. or like, Missing You, and they just, like, they're too big. Too big. Too big. But Don't Kill My Vibe stands up well against most pop songs. It could give a good fight. Yeah. And I do agree with you. I think With Every Heartbeat is kind of at the lower end of Robin Bangers, as good yeah. as it is. Whereas Don't Kill My Vibe is a bit of a showstopper, I think. And, a, a, like, a real just... Big moment still for her. Like, if she pulled it out live now, and I know that that would be a moment in the concert that would really go off. So I'm going to go with Don't Kill My Vibe as well. Do you remember when we went to Coachella and we saw her last song because we missed the rest of the set? Oh, my God. We bound in, and I think Elle broke her heel running <laughs> to the stage to see <laughs> Sigrid. Was that Sigrid? Yes. We literally... Yeah, and just... Turned up with like dirt on her jeans and just like oh a my face full of Coachella. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Because we got on... worth it though. I think we saw Strangers. I think we. I thought we saw Don't Kill My Vibe, and we didn't. Maybe we saw the end of Strangers and Don't Kill My Vibe. I'm pretty sure she ended with Don't Kill My Vibe. From memory, I might be yeah, wrong. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah. but she like we got on these like bicycle things that had like four person seats on the back we got ridden in it was fucking like thirty dollars or something to get ridden in rather than walking the 20 meters it was more than like the the 50 mile uber to it was absurd and then we got from there and we had to run another like kilometer because she was on the other side of coachella and I remember yeah. we had to run through the like giant like rainbow structure that's in the middle of coachella and and yeah, I remember Elle did break a heel. and I remember being impressed, though. Yeah, exactly. I, feeling like it was worth it. It was so worth it. And we were very celebratory and it was fucking hot already. And it was just, it ended up being a great, silly Coachella day. Um, and I remember yeah. just the, the community that was, that was felt there when she was doing Don't Kill My Vibe. 
live just felt amazing. Yeah. It's one of those songs. One of those songs. It feels very yeah. warm. Next one is Don't Feel Like Crying versus Tuvistjaka. Wow. Say my name. Did I get that right? That, was, that felt quite cool. It was... I think it was... It had a bit more of an awe in it than it needs to. Stjorke was where we went, kind of went with it. I think it's Stjorke. Stjorke. Thank you, Scandinavian linguist specialist. This is a difficult one. Don't feel like crying is like... It's top tier, Sigrid, but it's not the toppest of tiers, Sigrid. It's like yeah. third or fourth Sigrid for me. Whereas Say My Name is probably my favourite Tova Stika song. So I'm going to go with Tova Stika. Isn't with it this. such a banger? Such yeah. an underrated banger. It is such an underrated banger. It's so We never bring brilliant. her up enough on this. Maybe she is one for our Patreon subscribers. Um, we don't have a Patreon, by the way. Maybe we'll get, we might. <laughs> I was going to say, that's news to <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, you I've been siphoning all the money. it by yourself. Yeah, 180 subscribers <laughs> over there. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with... I've, I've just converted the whole Pop Chops community over to Patreon. Um, I'm going to go with Tova Stike for this one because justice for Tova Stike. Yeah, I like that. Say my name's so good. Very subtle, very like um, wonky yeah. pop. Where it's, whereas Don't Feel Like Crying is like arena-ready pop. Almost. It's a Viva La Vida moment. Um, this is hard. Yeah, I don't know if I... I definitely like Don't Feel Like Crying, but it's not high up on my cigarette list. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Say My Name would be up the top of my Tuve list. Yep. I'm not going to say a last name. Now I've been mocked. Um, I didn't mock you. So I'm going to I'm going to do Say My Name. I'm going to say Say My Name as well. One for Sigrid, we're on, one for We're in such agreeance today. I love it. We are. We are in much agreeance. These Scandinavian names are really going to test me today. Strangers. Strangers perfect pretenders, versus Mo. Mo. <laughs> Didn't even say the song. Just, just her whole career. Mo's final song. <laughs> Now, how are you saying her name? Mer. Is that? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. If I had a radio desk in front of me, I could do a ding. I wish we had that. Maybe next season we'll be able to invest in a desk. It has a ding. <laughs> ding, Just a ding. And a bong. And a bing. A bong. <laughs> and a bang. And a bing, bong, bing. ding, dong. <laughs> And as I, as I said before the recording, I reckon this will be a 30 minute this Sigrid one. And we're at 30 minutes and we're not even halfway through the song game. Um, no. Okay, so Strangers versus Murr's final song. Wow. So final song is top tier Murr. Probably like, probably a, yeah, probably a best like poppy song. Because she's had a whole bunch of really amazing, you know, weirder, wonkier hits. Especially yeah, the stuff when she was... I think it's her biggest, biggest It would hit be, yeah. Definitely her biggest radio yeah. hit. Um, Don't Leave yeah. with Snake Hips was quite big. Um, yeah. But her biggest solo track would probably be Final Song. I'd say if you went onto Spotify, it would be her biggest. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with... Strangers. Ooh. Yeah. You just can't... It's unbeatable. This is the problem. 
And Final Song definitely gives it a good run for its money, but I think Final Song, um, the only way it falls down is the production was very 2017. It was very specific. Very 2017. I was going to say that. Yeah. It was a many K just really diving in on what was working at the time and what he was interested in at the time. And that is no fault. There's no problem. Absolutely do it. And it definitely does the job, but it, and it definitely feels like a 2017 song. Whereas strangers remains that sort of like contemporary disco pop that sort of doesn't age as quickly. Um, So definitely strangers for me. Absolutely. And you just knew that, um, Sigrid had this four to the floor pop moment in her and she was just waiting for it. And strangers was timed perfectly. It was like around the time she won the BBC sound of 2018. It was when the hype was kind of boiling over and it's the one that got her like all her chart success in the UK. A well-timed moment, brilliant song. Um, Final song, also great, but I totally agree with you again. It's very of the time. Great song and still probably would go off live. But um, Strangers definitely feels like the one with more longevity. Yeah, so absolutely. Another one for Sigrid. Final one. I, w- Final I one. want to disagree with you here. Just for a point of difference. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Final one is is t- 2021 only. So Mira. Mm-hmm. Versus Zara Larson's Look What You've Done. Such a difficult one because they're both very, very good songs. Look What You've Done was like a very much a saving grace for Zara for the Poster Girl campaign. It was very much... It didn't work. It It looked like it was going to work. It had a mo... It had like a little starting bit and it looked like it was going to... And it went off a cliff. Um, But like a very good song and it was a very good reminder of what Zara can do if she has the right It was. It should have been bigger. That surprises me. Zara's just... uh, I think music directors have fatigue around Zara because there's just been so many half-baked songs come through. Don't come at me, Stans. Um, you know I'm a Zara fan. Um, oh, this is so difficult. Um, let's unpack Mirror. I think in terms of a return to form, it felt like the Sigrid song that we deserved. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, but maybe it didn't feel like... And, and maybe this was the moment where I wanted the needle to be pushed a little bit more. And I wanted something yeah it doesn't do that it doesn't do that is that a wrong is that but both these songs don't do that yeah you're not wrong but i think here's the caveat to that zara was doing too much of the moving of the needle (laughs) so we've got opposite ends of the spectrum literally we've got a pop star returning to the middle where she needed to be and then we've got this other yeah. pop star who has always been in the middle and possibly could have benefited from going to the edges a little bit more. Um, but that doesn't yeah. change the ob- objectivity of how good the song is. I am so torn on this. I need to throw to you first with this one. Yeah, this is hard because I also naturally gravitate to newer songs and Mira is very fresh in my mind. Yeah, But I definitely rinse, look what you've done. I- the thing is, look what you've done is very, very like safe. Yeah. And it's just a good pop song. Yeah. Good melody, like pretty like current disco-y production, which can also be said of Mira, yes. But there's something about the melodies in that verse that are just like 
really good. Yeah. They're just so good. And they're Sigrid at her peak. And it feels more tailor-made for Sigrid as well. And it feels more like a Sigrid song than Look What You've Done feels like a Zara song. Yeah. And I think I believe more the, like, um, I like what I see when I'm looking at me in the mirror. Yeah. Of that versus the message Zara's giving and look what you've done. Yep. So I think based on believability, I'm going to go with Mira. Thank you. You have unpacked what I needed to unpack there. Mirror for me as well. No problem. On those reasons. That's a That's four That's what happens four... when I've got boxes around me. I'm very inspired to, to unpack. unpack. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors, um, Home Depot. And in Australia, <laughs> Kennard's Warehouse. <laughs> God, we've got some great region specific today. box sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> and in Victoria, it's Fifi Box. Is our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Fifi right, Box boxes. This is, dra- <laughs> this is dragging. Do you do you consider? Sucker Punch a flop or do you think it was just a new artist building and finding her way? Like, do you think it's the second album that can be the flop? Yeah, I think... I don't think it, I don't think it's like a flop flop. I think it's just not a chart success. Yeah. But I think it can still be considered not a flop. Because I think it did what it needed to do. You're right. It builds the bridge. It builds the story. It starts the story. It puts something really, really good in the discography. And that fan base was really well served by it. Um, so it's very hard to... It's hard, but it's like... I feel like we now need to be a little bit more ambitious on Sigrid's behalf. And go, yeah. this should be a pop star that can be on Z100 alongside the Jonas Brothers... And Ariana Grande. The, like, I have to she say, has the propensity to do that. I've heard I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this. I've heard two other songs and they're phenomenal. Okay. I'm sure you're so, allowed to say that. Yeah. Well let's just do it. Are they better than Mira? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Okay. I should have But done I think Mira is a good is a good start. Yep. Because Mira feels more um, more of a reintroduction yeah. and definitely something that's not going to scare away fans. But there's like definitely a, a, a big moment coming up, I think. I think it's... I'm really fascinated by the fact that I feel such a sort of like, you can do it at your pace style about Sigrid. I feel... Yeah. I feel it doesn't feel immediate. Whereas if we no. don't have, like, Olivia Rodrigo's next album by this time next year, I'll be like, well, she fell off the face of the earth. Absolutely. I want it as a Christmas stocking stuffer this year. <laughs> Less Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, tangy. Tangy by Olivia Rodrigo. Tangy. No, I, I just, like, I feel Eggnog like I'm... by I'm Olivia natu- Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> Umami by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, I feel like... I feel like I'm naturally leaning myself to go, there's no ambition in Sigrid. There's no need for it to be a chart success because she is this simple, easy to latch onto, easy to understand pop star, girl next door pop star. And I feel like I should be a little bit harder on her and I should be more expectant of 
bigger things and bigger chart success and bigger hits. What but do you think people expect of her, though? Like, what do you think the label's expecting of her? Because she could easily, like, sink into that Charlie, Carly, like, that kind of realm where they're not nah. chasing the hits anymore. But I don't nah. feel like that's the way. But also, I think Zara's biggest downfall is that they shot too high and she couldn't match those giddy heights and now she's kind of lost the cult fan base train. Yeah. It feels like with this album, Island are very ready for her to go nuclear, but yeah. being very cautiously optimistic about it as well, not heralding it from the sun Yeah, about how ready yeah. she is. Second I think album's hard one to go big on. Very difficult, but I think the biggest thing she can do and the biggest thing she can own is poptimism has really evolved in the last even two years. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, those people who were kind of on the verge of being pop fans but didn't understand their relationship to pop music, yeah, they're now going to be able to latch on with album two. And I think as well, as long as they get a really good UK radio win and a really good UK chart win... I think that's enough for this album, to be honest. And that's probably me being, once again, very cautiously optimistic about Sigrid as a pop star. But I think that can be considered a really good win. I I don't think she needs to crack the US with this yet. No, and I don't think she will, but I think she'll get like a good Coachella billing or something from it. Yeah, exactly. Like a late afternoon thing and not a 1pm us running in, breaking a heel. Billy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she might see the stars during us. <laughs> and I think from memory, I think she has been announced on a couple of those lineups. Um, from memory. I know Lollapalooza just dropped and I think she might be on that somewhere. Um so oh, yeah, really? I, I think so. I hope I she's be, on the the last time I saw her was at Primavera. And it oh. took a lot of convincing to get people there, and everybody I took was blown away. It was so much yeah. fun. Pop star, baby. Literally, it was like hit after hit after hit And everyone was like, oh, I've heard this one, I've heard this one Yeah. So now it's time for it not to be like, I've heard this one And be like, I want to be there to see her Absolutely And we can't miss it Give it some FOMO factor (laughs) Alright, do you have a game for me? Yes It's called Guess Here we go It's called Guess the Streaming Numbers (laughs) Guess the Streaming Numbers So Like the literal number Guess the literal number of streams that the song has had and we'll play a game of All higher right. or lower. Let me just pull up my Spotify. Get... <laughs> no Spotify is allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm always finding myself, I've been kind of playing this game on my own lately, thinking yeah, like me too. about an artist and going, how many streams would that have? Is that a 900 millioner or is that a 10 millioner? And I'm always wrong, I find. So I'm interested with you, and especially because you discovered this artist on a streaming service, and yes. that's kind of where the story started for you, and, and probably started for her as well. You know, she very much yes. was a, a streaming first artist, as a lot of people were, were in 2017, 18. Yeah. So let's start with the current single. Let's start with Mirror. How many streams do you think Mirror has right now? A couple uh, of weeks uh, into its release. Like 1,400,000. Higher. One million eight hundred thousand. Correct. I'll do it within a one hundred thousand. One million eight hundred thousand and sixty-two. That's good. 
Yeah. So the reason I kind of knew the ballpark of that is I looked it up today because I was looking at Merce's new single. Who's? Which came out. Mo. Did Mo put a song out? Yeah, last week. It's really good, but it came out basically the same day as Sigrid, and she's got 800,000 streams, and Sigrid's got that. And I would have thought that she was the biggest star, so... That's interesting. Mm. That's also It was so far down New Music Friday in Australia. Yeah. That's why I didn't know about it. Didn't know anything. Yeah. Okay, next one. Let's go our favourite song, Strangers. How many streams does Strangers have? Um, I like that it's our favourite song <laughs> It's our personal favourite together As a duo <laughs> Now keeping in mind um, I reckon she's done 100 milli on this one Ooh Higher Higher 140 Lower 120 Lower 110 Lower. 105. Higher. <laughs> we should turn this into a new series where you're we very, just do this. You're very Numbers. safe with your higher or lowers. Well, 109. Bingo. Yeah, I'm not going into like more specific than that. No, I was happy with millions. 109,914,724 streams on Strangers. Oh, well, what a... Remarkable I didn't get that Now I'll give you a clue here That is her most streamed song On Spotify Which actually surprised me Okay that makes sense What were you thinking more? I was thinking that either Sucker Punch or Don't Kill My Vibe Would have been higher Really? Yep Thought so Strangers is the only one that That um, Charted like high in the UK I was incorrect Next one Don't Kill My Vibe How many streams on Don't Kill My Vibe With that information in mind? 80 mil. Lower. Shouldn't be lower. I agree. Seven. Yeah. 70. Correct. 70,479,951 streams. Oh, should be more. Um, now, because it doesn't come up with, apparently, apparently, Sucker Punch is not in her top five most streamed songs. So it doesn't automatically come up. Really? So what I is? Know. Oh, didn't she do like a Disney song or something? Yeah, she did Home to, I think Home to You. Was that the Disney song? She yeah. Did? You can yeah. miss me with the secret, secret okay. ballads. Well, that can be your last guess. Home to You, her song for Disney. How many streams does that have? Oh my God. No, because I just looked it up. And how many was I was, was trying it? to see what, what else was in her top five. 20 million. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That wraps the stream game. I don't know if that one will be back. I thought I'd try something different. But I've got I really different... enjoyed it. Higher. Higher. Hi- lower. Higher. I've got a different game. I've got a different game that still involves Spotify and streaming numbers that I'm going to bring to the table next week, regardless of who we are. Okay. Just stay tuned for that. For everybody. Get ready. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about new cigarette. We've already talked about this a bit. Um, but do you still think the hype's there? Are people still excited to hear what Sigrid has to offer? It's interesting because I remember six months ago, <clears throat> excuse me, having a conversation with some people about where the fuck she was. Because she, yeah. she really did dip. She really did go missing for a little while. 
Um, yeah, nothing of her. And it's not like she's nothing. very active on social media anyway. No, but there was a real sense of like, she's either going to really, really take some time off or she's imminently going to come back. And luckily it yeah. was the imminence. Um, I think there's some good hype around her, but I don't think there's any more hype than there was, you know, at the end of the last kind of campaign. Um, yeah. I think what she's really picking up where she left off. I think anyone who was a fan of Sigrid is pleasantly pleased with her return. Um, yeah, like, I think so too. I think when you've got an artist that is just so kind of simple and easy to to enjoy, you don't necessarily you don't necessarily get hyped for their return. You just go, yeah. oh sweet, cool. This feels like a comfort. Like a nice soup. Like I'm going to have this nice soup back in my life. It's winter. Cool. I get to eat pumpkin soup again. Um, it's that kind of vibe. It's yeah. a fuck, real bold But you know analogy. what's crazy is because she is popular in the UK, think mm. about what happens in between album campaigns for British artists. Like think about Anne-Marie, Rita Ora, yeah. Mabel, um, even Zara, even though she's not British. But... There's so much pressure. There's such a like dance feature yep. kind of vibe there that it's very difficult to just be like, no, I'm not doing any of that. Yep. In Sigrid's entire career so far, she hasn't featured on anybody's track or featured anybody else on any of her songs, yeah. which is wild. That just like doesn't happen. And, and everyone you can imagine would have asked. They were, oh my God, can you imagine right now? They would have been like, so Sagala wants you on a track called Friday Nights Pumping. <laughs> Friday Disco Lights, Sagala and Sigrid. We can see it now. <laughs> I'm actually quite excited for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is my thing with Sagala, is I, I look at the idea of Sagala and I go, fuck that. His real, yeah. his real name's Barry or something as well. Find I should amazing. have just gone with Barry. Ba- oh no, Barry Cutthroat. times Sigrid. But I always end up, lights. I always end up losing my brain to Sagala songs because they're always good. His name's Bruce. They're that's right. Ba- well, this is the thing with all these British dance songs; they're always extremely vanilla, but they're like very catchy. Lasting Lover is and literally like one of the best dance songs of last year. Absolutely. It's what just, is? Lasting Lover by Sagala. That wouldn't oh, have been a hit. O- yeah. Was that a hit over there? Nah. Ah. But That's I still, like, you know, the one I love at the moment, which is just so generic, but it's the, um, that guy who had the song with M-N-E-K. What's his oh, name? Joel Corey. Joel Corey and Ray. Yeah. Bed. Banger. Great song. Totally. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't da, reinvent da, da, da. the wheel. No, but it doesn't need to. He's got a formula. But I do think that the, the British artists do fall into a trap with that. Like, I think Ray has definitely fallen into a trap with that. Yeah. And Anne-Marie is very much at risk of it now. And it makes sense on paper. And to be honest, like not even just the female pop stars have done it. Justin Bieber does it as well. In between yeah. album campaigns, he will jump on everyone's song. He might do a couple of solo singles that stand alone from the album as well, featuring a bunch of other people and keep the collaborations going and keep himself relevant in different pockets of music. But I like what Sigrid's trying to do, which is just keep it really genuine and keep it to her and her small community of collaborators and her cult fan base. And there might be a moment where she ends up doing those kinds of collaborations. Um, But I like that this early in the career, and and not that it's this early in the career, but 
I like I like how she's doing it. I like how she's rolling. She's keeping it to herself. Yeah, it feels very considered and very mm. like Billie Eilish Lord vibes. Very yep. like serious highbrow artist. Yes. Okay, my game is like it's. I'm gonna need to, a little bit of explaining. Okay. So we're both gonna do it. Yep. What we're gonna do? Yep. Is give each other an artist. The other person then has to give songs from that artist one by one until you land on a song that the other person doesn't like. And then it's game over. I and love it's going to be this. timed. So it's called Don't Kill My Vibe. So you've got oh. to keep giving good songs until you get the wrong one. And I will time it. So I can do it with you first. So we get the hang of it. Just let me get my stopwatch. This is an amazing game. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is made for us. Wait, so, yeah, so you give me the artist and then I'm going to give you the songs. Okay. Oh, this is such a difficult first one. Okay, let's start simple. Let's start with Gaga. Gaga. Okay. Are you ready? I'm starting the timer. It's got to be quick and too. Three, two, one, go. Born this way. Like. Um, <laughs> um, uh, um, stupid love. Like. Rain on me. Like. Um, Faster. A bad romance. Like. More, more. Applause. Like. Love game. Dislike. Ah. Oh, 26 seconds. That was pretty good. You, I think you got to be faster with the songs, though. I went Gaga. Yeah, but it's quite so hard to think options. of. Lots I of know, albums. but I couldn't think. Just rattle off the discography. Okay, for me, I'm going to say... Who should I say? Who's someone that I enjoy? Oh, I'm just... Go, I'll go easy. Taylor Swift. Okay. Oh, oh this is oh, actually really start hard. The timer? All right, yeah. ready, set, Trying to think go. Of like. Mr. Perfectly Fine. Like. Blank space. Like. Style. Like. Cardigan. Like. We are never, ever getting back together. Don't like. Oh, no! I 23 that was seconds. Short... Yeah. I beat you by three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought I was on a winner With We're Never Ever Getting Back Together What's your Yeah, no, it's that? not my fave I knew you were trouble I love But not We're Never Getting Back Together Holy shit All I right. like that game I like Let's that game. do one That's more round fun. Okay Oh yeah, I've got to give you an artist, don't I? Yeah Fuck, we're good at this Um. Ooh, this is hard just trying to find the right artist is a really difficult situation. Um, okay, let's go big again. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Okay. Mm. Ready, I got my set, favorites here. go. Go. Physical. Like. Don't start now. Like. New rules. Like. One kiss. Like. Electricity. Love. Great song. Um, IDGAF. Love. 
Uh, okay, I've got to get harder. Love again. Love. Um, uh, br- um, break my heart. Like. Um, God, I'm so- Not love. Uh, be the be the one. Love. Um, oh, God, what else is there? Levitating. Love. Hallucinate. Love. I've chosen a hard um, one. Hotter than hell. Love. God, I've got to find one that you don't like. I know. Suicide. Boys will be boys. Love. And you love it. And boys will be uh, women. Oh, what's a shitty club she's done? The Martin Garrix one. Scared to be lonely. It's one of yeah. his best. <laughs> perfect. On it. Absolutely perfect. Um, well, now I'm trying to find like. one. Really? Yeah. Um, Future nostalgia, love it. Ah, dun, 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 dun. Uh, good in bed. Yeah, I like it. Oh. Uh, the new one. Listen. We're good. Like prisoner. Like um that the one she has with Bad Bunny. One day you love me again. Dislike. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Two minutes. Jesus! This is a really good long game to put That's at the end of an hour episode. Great game. <laughs> that was a hard one. Because I was then I was then going through the discography and I'm like, oh fuck, I actually like most Dua Lipa songs, which is a rarity <laughs> for me. Uh, Fever is a dislike. Um, uh, if it ain't me, dislike. Pretty yeah. Please, dislike. Uh, Pretty Please is so good. Nah, not for me. Um, what's the other one I don't like? Uh, if only with Andrea Bocelli. Don't like. <laughs> Swans. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you Charlie XCX. Oh shit! Okay. Ready, set, go. Sucker. Don't like. What the fuck? Suckers. <laughs> Did you know what you shit? (laughs) Who doesn't like sucker? Who does like sucker? Me. Fuck you. Sucker. 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 Eliminated. You're joking. I had a whole list ready. Sucker just came to me first because we were talking about Sucker Punch by Sigrid. Yeah. The first thing that came to mind, and because um, the initial, I was going to play a game involving sucker or another sucker, but I was like, I've done that before, so. Oh, what a pain. You killed my vibe twice. I killed your vibe very quickly. Okay, I like that game. Let's play that again sometime. Yeah, we will. Bring it back. We'll put it in the season that's just the streaming numbers game. I'll put it in for the Patreon subscribers. Okay, (laughs) great. We're going to have to have a little look at your um, tax return when that goes through. I need to see how much money siphoned away from me. My guy, I'll have a look. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, best and worst song on the album And let's give it a rating out of 10 I mean, how do you choose a worst song On Sucker Punch? There's not a bad song But there's a few no. ballads That are not that are unremarkable Yeah, what kills your vibe Is the real question here um, Hang on, let me just have a quick Perusal Yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't hard Worst song in vain No thank you 
best song is such a toughie <laughs> because I feel like Sucker Punch in its own way was like better than Strangers, more interesting than Strangers. Yeah. Sucker Punch is so good. Yeah. So it's a tough one. Um, I think I've just got to go Strangers though. I mean, it's perfect pop. You don't get much better than it. Rating of the album is a 9 out of 10. Easy. Yeah. Oh, that's one a, of the highest. An absolute just pop standard. It's set a standard. Yeah. Um, you know, not with its bells and whistles, not with its its marketing and its its aesthetics and stuff. Just with great songwriting and well produced songs. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so worst, I think, is worst for me is level up. I think. Yeah. Okay. Just doesn't register for me. Yeah. Best, I agree. Sucker Punch is great. Strangers is great, but I think Don't Kill My Vibe and Mine Right Now are my favourite. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. Love a bit of bit of four to the floor pop with Mine Right Now. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, it's rating out of 10. I'm going to go nine as well. It's like almost the perfect pop It's album. almost, literally. Can you beat it? Yeah. No. You can't beat it. No, nah, can't be beaten. Best album of all time. That was an... <laughs> and with that, this is our final ever episode. <laughs> and we're done. We've reached the pinnacle of pop music. <laughs> I like that the best album of all time is a 9 out of 10. Absolutely. 54 years yesterday since... been achieved. Sergeant Peppers by the Beatles came out 54 years ago yesterday. Was it? Finally found what do you think we- of Sergeant Peppers? I could do without it. <laughs> I remember on, on a podcast I used to do in a former life, um, we once we once did a segment called um, um, The Weekend or The Beatles, Who's More Boring? And it was just a pop-up segment that just happened. And I think we worked out that The Weekend was more boring than The Beatles at the time. You wouldn't but bloody do that now, though, would not you? Not now, not now. Nah. Um, look, you I realise there's a couple of good songs on there. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds actually kind of slaps. Um, and also... <laughs> yeah, Lucy um, in the Sky with Diamonds is a banger. I'll give you that. It's a belter. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, Strawberry Fields Forever on that. I think so. No, I, don't, I, think, I think that was later. Hang on, let me look. Sergeant Peppers, Lonely Hearts, Club Band. What a shit name for an album. Sergeant oh, Peppers, <laughs> Lonely Hearts, Club Band. <laughs> it doesn't oh, with, roll off the tongue, does it? Um, with a Little Help From My Friends was on there, which is a great song. Um, I get by with a little that. help from my friend. What? No. Great song. Very the cute. On the nose. Very sweet. Um, yeah, but we'll do <laughs> we'll do a Beatles album next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please, please listen. <laughs> I wonder how many Beatles fans we have. Imagine if we did the Rolling Stones. That'd really get Holy people. shit. We should do that. Can we actually do that? Just like a <laughs> troll season? <laughs> I would have nothing to say. I'll be mute. <laughs> um, are we doing I'll a log on to the Zoom call? Go down to the bottom left and press yes! mute. <laughs> <laughs> Purely here as a spectator. Are we doing a flop of the week? Yeah, yeah, we're doing a flop of the week. Okay, this isn't a flop yet, and uh, not yet. Um, full, pure self promotion, but um, jeans. The Australian pop singer has a really great song called Cherry Lips that is out. Um, if you like your, like, big room, like, Sigrid style, um, Dagny, um, Carly on a more electro tip kind of stuff, it's just a banger. Um, so check it out. 
Um, I mean, not the best manager in the world to call your artist song a flop. I was trying to say it's not a flop. <laughs> it's not point. a flop at all. It's great. It's a, yeah. It's really good. What's your flop of the week? I'm trying to think what my flop. It's not fl- a flop. Um, what my flop of the week is. Olivia oh, you know what's Rodrigo. really good? I've got it. What? what did you say? It's not Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> your TikTok keep coming up on my, on my view page. Just yeah, you. yours come up for me because I only follow you and <laughs> our silent producer. And our silent producer who's been shadow banned for two weeks posting a bum. You know what's, de- <laughs> you know what's definitely not flop of the week because it's boring as hell, the new Billie Eilish song. Oh, um, I haven't heard it. Uh, I'm going to go and listen to it now. Let me know what you think after you've heard it. My flop of the week is Cry and Drive by Chloe. She's mm. so bloody good. Yeah, good pop star, that one. Yeah. Mm. Very cool. good. Good chat. Oh, and also Subscribe. major flop of the week goes to every um, BB Rexa song. Poor old BB. Poor old BB. Stream BB, please. Stream BB. Stream BB for That good album skin. is good. It has lots of bangers. You can uh, take no, an I actually hour agree of your week you. to stop listening to um, Olivia. She's a good and egg. listen to BB. As well. Justice for BB Rexa. Rexars and Absolutely. bad bitches only on this podcast. Um, I was going <laughs> to say... <Let's> just... <laughs> Halved our listenership. <laughs> the word. <laughs> <laughs> listenership's such a funny word. We should do a boat tour with flop stars and call it listenership. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You can have that one. Hey, I'm just going to check if there's any... Um, <laughs> I'm going to check if there's any reviews. This is the loosest end to a podcast ever. Hit, <laughs> hit follow if you want more of this shit. Um... Oh, hang on, all my, all my podcasts have gone missing because I've got a new phone because my other phone got a ghost in it. Um, well, I think I'm just going to jump ahead and say there's probably not one. Oh, no, they've, oh, they've changed it all. It's all different now. Anyway, there's no, there's no new reviews, but go and leave one on yeah. Apple Podcasts with its new format. Yeah. You can um, win right. a ticket to the listenership. <laughs> have a good week. Bye.